0: In the Mountain West, we take the lead. We show heart and grit and have the vision to be leaders in everything we do. We don't wait for opportunities. We create our own. Today is our day, and we will take the lead. Hey everyone, great to have you with us for another edition of Taking the Lead. Today's soccer episode features UNLV head coach Jenny Ruiz-Williams. She's the first former Rebel to lead the UNLV women's soccer program. She played in Las Vegas from 01 to 04, where she was a two-time All-Mountain West player who helped her 04 squad to a regular season title and first ever NCAA appearance. Well, let's welcome in UNLV Women's Soccer Head Coach Jenny Ruiz-Williams. Coach, it's so great to see you. I appreciate you making time for us on Taking the Lead today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. Well, watching your group on Thursday, it's pretty clear that the Rebels are playing some really good soccer right now, not to mention you're on a seven-game unbeaten streak. So what are some of the biggest bright spots that you've seen so far from your team?
1: Hmm, um, I think when we first started with this group this summer, it was really exciting cuz i think every time you start with a new group you you get really excited but this just really did feel feel different um and i think part of it is we've got some really special young players but we've got some really fantastic older players that have been around the program so long and they're so loyal and spectacular and i could gush about them forever i think they're amazing um and also when you say like seven Game unbeaten streak. It actually doesn't feel that way. I mean, I'll take that. That's exciting and definitely something to we really feel really um, spectacular about. But it it doesn't feel that way because I feel like there's just so much that this group can do. And and so when we do pull up with maybe a tie or even we win, we just know there's so many so many more things that we can do to tweak and improve our performance.
0: Yeah. Well, two of the newcomers that I'd love to point out, Cassie Villanueva and Trinity Buchanan, to say they've burst onto the scene this year, I think would be an understatement. Those two freshmen have combined for seven goals and three assists already this fall. How special have those two specifically been for you in bolstering this attack? Um,
1: I think they're extremely special. Um, And our whole team would agree that they're just from day one when they showed up, um, been really exciting. And um, I think it's not just them though. We have um, another freshman Liz that's come is starting to play because she was out at the beginning of the year. We have another player, Cam, that's a freshman. So really good electricity from our young players. Um, But it's also just that Cass and Trin have have been really humble human beings Mm -hmm. and willing to be pushed by the older players and buy into everything. And um, I was just thinking about this the other day and uh, the group when we were on the road, we've been on the road forever and kind of that it just feels like nobody feels young. They just feel like a group. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's really spectacular because we haven't had that in the past. and, And this year it just feels a little bit different in that sense. And uh everyone kind of has this nice little banter regardless of your age and um they're always laughing and really good camaraderie really great chemistry with the group so um yeah it's just it's all of them they're all so special
0: that's so awesome though, because I feel like a lot of times when you have a lot of experience on a team, there may not be that chemistry, right? Sometimes with the younger underclassmen, they're just experiencing college for the first time. And then there's these fifth year grads and and these players that have been in college for so long. So that's great to hear that there's really good chemistry on this team. It's certainly uh, visible on the field, but let's talk about some of the upperclassmen on this team. You've got a handful of fifth years on this team, seniors, grad students. I mean, who have now been with you for four years now, some of them. So, which is rare in college athletics with the transfer portal. Like, what is it like when you're able to coach these young women from when they're 18 to 22 and seeing their growth in its entirety? Yeah,
1: I think, well, going back to your first question about like our young players and then adding in this layer with our older players, I think uh, because our older players have, have been in this program and they've gone through like a gamut of adversity, um, they are so humble, our older players, and humble combined with hunger. And that's what you're getting from these younger players, right? Because they come in, and Cassie and Trin and Cam and Liz, are, they're also hungry and humble. So you have that combination, regardless of age, with this whole group that makes really spectacular showing on the field that you could see their run and rebel mentality, right, um, Yep, is really special. But our older players, gosh, um, Jules, Haley, Uh, Kay, I mean, there's, there's so many, we have 10, Gabby Cameron, there's a ton of older players, um, in this group that, um, gosh, oh, I almost could get emotional because I'm just really grateful for them. Um, and what they've sacrificed to be here. And, and I'll say the word loyalty again, because, you know, last year was a really good, um, year for us in terms of, of learning and growth. And even in the spring, Um, and I'm definitely a coach who's constantly trying to get better and learn. And so after our spring season, um, I remember talking to a lot of, of older coaches that I, that I know and and saying like, how indicative is the spring of what your fall is going to be like, talk to me here, you know? Um, and what I learned is that there's, there's really no recipe, um, with a, with how a, a previous fall season or it's just. The, the growth, it's the character building and all that that comes with it. Um, so that's been really good for my group and really exciting. That's a bit of a ramble. Hope that yeah. makes sense.
0: No, that does. That's that's great insight. That's what this podcast is for. We love to hear that and hear the conversations. And you know, it's always cool to to see that coaches also like you want your players to build and grow during the off season and after a spring season. And it's great to hear that you're doing the same. Um, you know, getting advice from other coaches. Well, when we spoke last week um, ahead of your match with Wyoming, you said something really special that I'd love to give you some space to elaborate on. When I asked you about your team's identity, you told me Vegas is the city that never sleeps and doesn't stop. And we play the same way. Can you give the listeners some deeper insight into your team's identity and why it's so important to this team? Um. Yeah, I think that, well,
1: myself and one of my assistant coaches, Jenna, um, both played at UNLV. So I think that in itself kind of adds like another, uh, Pride and spark when you're representing your alma mater. but um, if you've ever been to Las Vegas and seen our our field, uh, the whole backdrop is the Las Vegas strip. Um, and so there's been some years where I just gather the team at the very beginning of the season and we just like stand at the edge of of our field and we look at the strip and uh, we talk about how, there's no place like it. Right. And, and it's, it's a city that doesn't stop and it's electric and it's entertaining and it's gritty. And, you know, people come from to Vegas with nothing, you know, and they make something of themselves or they've got these really cool success stories. And, and that's what we can kind of be in, you know, V has this historic uh, legacy with like Tark the shark with our basketball team, the running rebels of uh, the 1990s, you know, and, and that's very much alive in our city and we're becoming a sports Kind of uh, city as well, so uh, we kind of try to represent that. I have a really funny story, actually. I'll share this. I've only I've shared it with my team, um, but when I first came um, to back to UNLV coaching, and me and Jenna were out on the road and we were recruiting, and a uh, a coach that had been coaching when Jen and I were players at UNLV, he's like, "Oh, UNLV the cockroaches." That's what he said to us. Yeah, and I was like, "What?" Like why is he calling us cockroaches? I was like getting (laughs) fired up. Like, what does that mean? And then he said, yeah, when you and Jenna were there, um, we kind of called you the cockroaches. You guys never died. You just kept coming and coming. I was like, heck yeah, we're the cockroaches. (laughs) You're
0: like, now Uh, I'm all about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I love that because um, that's kind of what our our team is. And, And that's actually one of the things we, we changed this year was we ident- We looked back at last year and we kind of wondered, you know, how can we perform better and that 1% mentality. And we wondered, you know, like what's great about Vegas, right. In our atmosphere, the heat, right. It's hot here. Um, and so I'll share this one thing um, that we changed about our training habits was we went from training in the morning um, to training in the very heat of the day. And that was something that when Jenna and I were players here, we trained at 2 PM um, and so that gives you like an edge and a, an extra, you know, that's part of being a cockroach, I guess, uh, where you're able to endure that and your body is going through that stress. So we changed that this year. And I think that's been a big change in credit to the girls. Cause they, not one complaint, they're like, laugh, whatever it takes, let's do it. You know, we yeah. changed class schedules. They had to change work schedules and we've been doing that this year. So that's been really um, beneficial for us as well.
0: What's been the most special part about being able to coach at your alma mater? Um, You know
1: what? Like the most special part is, is it take away like UNLV and the alma mater and kind of, because when I first got here, like I walked and like the smells and everything. I'm like, oh, I remember that. I remember this grass and you like touch it. And you're like, oh, I remember this game here as a player. But like, those are gone. Those are completely gone. Like all I remember is like, oh, that's where Jules hit that corner or that's where so-and-so had that sick slide tackle or that's where like I put my arm around that girl when she was crying and like, I'll never forget that. Or that's where she had her first collegiate goal. Like those things about coaching are so special that will live with me forever. And um, those are the most, because I think nowadays we're very, I mean, everything is very performance-based and results oriented. And I think a lot of people get into coaching because of, Uh, the other aspect of it. And that goes away a little bit just because we're in the day and age of NIL. And, you know, um, now we have a pro league. These girls can aspire to go into, which is amazing, but there is still this aspect of sports building character and these memories and the bus trips and all that. So, um, I never want to neglect that.
0: And I think that's really special part about, um, collegiate athletics. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you kind of just touched on it, but I thought this was really cool. Um, I saw on social media about a month ago, uh, which made me really excited, and I'm sure it did for you too, but friends of UNILV announced that they've secured a series of NIL deals for every single women's soccer student-athlete for your Rebels program, which – I haven't heard of that, especially for a women's soccer program. And I think that's incredible. How valuable is that for your program to have that type of support, but also for your student athletes to get this experience and building relationships out in the community and building their own brands?
1: Yeah, I have to admit that was such a, a God blessing for our group um, because when that came about, it was just a, a really an amazing human being that has helped our program um, through that organization. And I can't tell you how much of a blessing it's been to each one of our players. And I I wish that they could share their stories and how much it just, you know, those things happen at just the right time when, when people need them and Mm -hmm. really helped our program. And, and as we had to arrive here so early. So um, I think that's been great. I think it sets our program apart that we're able to have that. And it just shows the support of the people of Vegas, Vegas, Vegas is really interesting because um, and you see this like when 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 something happens in this town, people gather together um, and they just say, what do you need? You know, and, and everything, you know, Vegas is everything's new. If you need something new. They blow it up and they build something spectacular, you know, but the heart of the the our community uh, is amazing. So we're really grateful for that.
0: Yeah. I thought that was so cool when I saw that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about you for a little bit because you've got an awesome background and are doing some pretty cool things in addition to coaching, but you are a member of the Mexican national team competed for them at the highest level earned medals at the three Pan Pan American games qualified for the Olympics and played at the FIFA world cup. I mentioned three big ones, but can you take us into some of your top moments from your playing career?
1: Um, well, I'll take the spotlight off me and talk about two of my players real quick because, <laughs> um, but Cassie Villanueva and like Mimi Mendoza, these are two players that I hope to see them on the senior Mexican national team. Cause they are fantastic. So keep your eye out on those two. Um, but playing for the Mexican national team, literally like a dream come true. And it happened while I was at UNLV is when I got my first um, cap when I was 19 years old. And, I was so, so blessed, thanks to God, to have a career that went from 19 to the age of 33 was my last uh, international game. But off and on because I had, you know, I started a family and uh, it's not the most lucrative during that time. So I had to work while while um, competing. But um, to answer your question, like playing in the World Cup was uh, a dream come true. The Pan American Games, uh, the 2011 Pan American Games in Mexico was fantastic because that was in our country. Um, Yeah, I could talk about that. That was just a really special time in my life.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. Like reading through your bio and, and hearing when you had gotten hired here in the Mountain West, I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Like having a coach who's, you know, gone out and done these great things at the highest level of women's soccer is just so cool. So I was really looking forward to picking your brain about it. You also played the WPSL and Seattle Reign FC and the NWSL before moving into coaching. You mentioned earlier now that, you know, these young players are able to have these aspirations and go make a career out of playing soccer. Do your players ever pick your brain about playing professionally now that their dream doesn't just have to stop with collegiate athletics now that there's these, you know, leagues that they're able to go on and play in?
1: Yeah, I will. um, I'm a deflector, so I'll I'll talk about, like, I'm very fortunate to have, like, the doors that open for me to play. Um, But I will share, like, uh, Keely, who is coaching at Colorado State, uh, has a great playing background and career. Colleen, great background and career. Um, Actually, Keely, when I was here at UMV, we played against her. She probably doesn't remember me. She was at Tennessee, uh, and she's fantastic, has some uh, you know, caps with the US, maybe full our youth team. Um, and then I'll highlight another coach in our conference, uh, Heather at New Mexico. And actually, she's one of the reasons that I got into college coaching. She was my B course instructor. Um, okay. I remember having a one-on-one with her and her sharing, uh, you know, and I was like, ah, I just, I'm I'm digging my club, you know, I think I'm just gonna be really great at this. And she's like, why, why not go into college coaching? So and she's done that for so many um, women in our sport. So I want to just shout out those human beings in our conference. They are so amazing. Um, and then Heather having one of her players um, get drafted and send WSL was great for our conference, uh, Jaden mm-hmm. Edwards. Um, but now going back to your question. Yes, I it is like. Jen and I talk about this all the time. We want our players to be more successful than we ever were. And uh, we really, really hope um, that that happens. One of my assistant coaches right now, currently Arden Holden, is a Las Vegas native, but she played at Ohio State. And she has a great background playing. Um, She played in Portland in the NWSL. And then um, she has some games in Champions League. Uh, So she's, I think, between all three of us, we have a really good, you know, resume to help guide our players. and, and we want nothing more than for them to be super successful.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, now you've also dipped your feet into the broadcasting world and you've worked for CBS Sports as an analyst um, for some pretty big soccer events around the country. So is that something you'd always wanted to do or how did those opportunities come about for you? Yeah,
1: that um, is not something I've thought about doing. It's very scary. I don't know how you do it. You do awesome. <laughs> Um, but I was, I have a really good friend, um, Jenny too, that I played on the Mexican national team with, um, who's, I mean, you've probably seen her. She's fantastic. And they, I was like a super sub for the CONCACAF women's championship. They just needed someone had, wasn't able to do it. So Mike, one of the best humans ever, um, called me from CVS and, They kind of took a chance on me and I got to do that and I absolutely loved it. It was so fun. I felt like my playing days again, because, you know, the producers definitely act like coaches and they kind of help you calm your nerves, give you the game plan. And then you just get those like performance anxiety. And then last summer or this previous summer, I was really fortunate to do the um, gold cup uh, on the men's side. And that was here in Vegas. So that worked out um, really spectacularly. That was
0: fun. Yeah, no, that's so awesome. I remember seeing the clips from you know the last few years of you doing this work for CBS, and it's it's just so cool to see. Not Thank only you so are you able to you know be successful at coaching at the collegiate level, but then have this to kind of do on the side is is really really cool to see. Well, the league standings after week one have five teams tied atop the league, so all with a one zero and one record in conference play what was your first impression of the competition that you'll face this season seeing the results around the league? Um,
1: I'm sure like after all these interviews you've done with previous coaches and you're probably hearing it echoed over and over again of how much parody there is in the Mount West. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it continues like you'll see every game is, is really tight. Um, and there's not really any, sup- I mean, this, this is, it w- is what it is. The Mount mm-hmm. West conference. Um, it's a very unique conference. It's spread across, you know, different um, landscapes that people are playing, different travel that's difficult and some really, really great teams. So not, none of that surprised me. Um, so but personally with our group, we just want to focus on um, each game, a game at a time, because um, in my previous years here, um that's something we're definitely aspiring to is we want to be in that um, Mount West tournament. And we've missed out um, the last couple of years on just points like the tie breaking points. Um, so we're very, again, I will say humble and hungry and looking at each game uniquely as, as the puzzle presents itself for our players. Um, and that's how we're tackling it. Yeah. Well,
0: I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this and you kind of mentioned it like the emphasis now on those tiebreaker points and, and how, you know, everything's kind of shaking out once the season ends and you're getting ready for the conference tournament. I think over time, not being a thing during the regular season has played a massive factor into that. Like how much more value are you seeing being put on a draw than maybe you did in years past? Um, the draws, in my opinion, are,
1: aren't good. You know, the draws feel like a loss because you're, nobody's getting points, you know, and then that's, what's keeping the parity, uh, Mm -hmm. in our conference. Um, so that's why the draws can, they hurt, you know, but, um, and I think that those, I mean, the overtimes were electric, right? Those were Uh so fun. Uh, but at the same time, from like a health and safety standpoint, you know, are are even like, um, you know, the being a, an even game because maybe a team would have played an, a double overtime on a Friday, right? Because back then it was Friday Sunday, mm-hmm. and then the other team didn't, and then you're going into a Sunday game, which are you know Sunday games are Sunday games, and and one team sitting on playing extra minutes versus the other, so those kind of also made it unequal. So now it seems a bit, it's just adding to the quality across the board, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, heading into week two of Mountain West play, you'll face San Jose state and Fresno state at home this Thursday and Sunday. How pumped is this group to be able to play back at home in Las Vegas after this three week long road trip?
1: Yeah, we were on the road for a bit. Um, I'm just really grateful to be back so that the players can get settled with um, school and classes, um, sleep in their own bed. But they were warriors. I'm really proud of them going on the road um, and competing for so long. Um, So I think they're definitely going to feel really happy to be here uh, at home in Las Vegas.
0: It's always better when you're playing at home, right? Just adds that little extra spark. Well, coach, it is now time for the final third. Are you ready for five fun questions to get to know you?
1: I am. I'm nervous. Okay, let's (laughs) get fired up.
0: All right. Well, when I think about soccer, I you know think back to childhood soccer, right? And the best part of soccer sometimes was getting those orange slices after the game. So I am curious. What are your favorite post game snacks? Post game snacks? Oh,
1: I am a horrible person to ask on this because I, for me, or the team, this for you. For me, I. I forget to eat. Jenna gets so mad at me, my <laughs> assistant coach, because my mind is going, um, you know what? But everyone knows um, around here on my team that I love me some uh, chocolate and coffee. That's definitely okay. my go-to. All
0: right. All right. That's good. Those are the go-tos. All right. What is a line from a movie that you will never forget?
1: Oh, my goodness. A line from a movie that I'll never forget. Uh <laughs> I want to give you a good one, but I mean, a stupid one came in my head. I don't want to say it. It was Braveheart. But I used to, me and my roommate in college, like, memorize that whole scene, like, Sons of Scotland. I am William Wallace. (laughs) I'm horrible at that. But I love, like, Braveheart. That, like, fires me up. I'm not, I don't watch much TV. I'm really- That's amazing,
0: though. I know. We'll we'll be good with that. I love it. That That was a little
1: embarrassing. Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. Most famous soccer player that you have had the chance to meet, play against, or interview. Oh, well,
1: I've, um, well, I mean, I got to do the work with Clint Dempsey and he's amazing. Um, I did an interview with Alex Morgan, but I played at Seattle rain. I got to play with Pinot and hope and, uh,
0: those are just and, some subtle, massive names in the soccer world you just dropped there.
1: Yeah. They wouldn't know who I am, but I'm lingering. I'm lingering around, I yeah. guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you had to eat the same meal at least once a day, what would it be and why? The same meal, Chipotle, oh, three tacos, okay. soft, steak and cheese, boom. All right. There yep. we go. My sneaky, it. like – uh hack with Chipotle is getting the kid's meal because it's $5 and it's two tacos and it's the same size. There you go. It's great. Yeah. I'm a Chipotle girl as well. Yeah. So I respect that. Last one for you. What is a hidden gem of Las Vegas that you would recommend someone who's visiting? Hidden gem of Las Vegas. Um,
1: there, there's many amazing things of Vegas, but the number one thing that you have to see and experience is a Las Vegas desert sunset. So Ooh. make sure you're outside around that time and the explosive sunset and colors is is really magnificent.
0: Awesome. Well, coach, keep it rolling. It has been so much fun to watch you in the Rebels this season. Thank, thank you, you so much for joining me on taking the lead. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. That's UNLV Women's Soccer head coach Jenny Ruiz Williams the 2023 mountain west women's soccer season is in full swing and conference play is underway to watch matches this fall check out the mw.com or download the mountain west app available on apple and android devices join us next week for more episodes of taking the lead available on apple spotify and the sirius xm app